0: Indiana, The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shublin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply.
1: Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, June 25th, 2022. June's almost over. Wait, a minute. that that can't. Well, yes, it can. Wow. Well, I guess when you're busy, time flies. Well, welcome into Talking Sports, as we said, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Joining me this morning is co-host producer Mr. Justin Kenny from OPS and outside OutsideTheHuddle.net. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Jim. How about you? I am great this morning. Um, Heading after the uh, after the show, heading right over to Georgetown Little League for uh, a Mr. Electric game oh. that my grandson is playing in today. I think they're in the tournament.
2: Okay. Oh, so, so it's a big one, huh? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Big one today. So yeah, I'm I'm already a little bit nervous and uh, nervous that I don't have enough cash for the concession stand, <laughs> really, is what, what my big problem is. But eh, we'll we'll, you know, we'll get that taken care of. But, sure, uh, sure. You know, so. Uh, but we'll we'll muddle through the show and uh, in in anticipation of uh, heading over there and uh, enjoying a little bit of little league baseball before I go home and nap.
2: Well, hopefully he uh, made it an early night last night, didn't go out and uh, enjoy the nightlife or anything. Hopefully he's rested and ready for uh, a tournament game this morning.
1: We well, got to watch that when you're 9. Yeah, you uh, do. In, I mean, the in,
2: distractions in... as a 9-year-old.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Can be huge. So, you know, Best of luck to Miles, and uh, he will. Uh, we'll see what uh, what what the Mr. Electric team can do. My son coaches that, by the way. Okay. So, yeah,
2: good so you here. can yell at your grandson and your son yeah. about oh. decision making.
1: Yeah, and long time ago when I started playing ball again. And, gosh, my son was probably 11 years old, and I was pitching. We were playing at PFW at the time. It was IPFW then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pitching, and I'm like 3-1 on a, on a hitter. And I hear from the corner just outside the dugout, just throw strikes, Dad. And I thought, "What? why would you say I am? It's not like <laughs> I'm trying not to. And then it hit me. It dawned on me. I'd been saying that to him for like <laughs> three years prior, and I thought that's gotta be the dumbest thing I can tell my any pitcher just throws strikes. it's not like I'm not trying, yeah right, you know so anyway uh i I stopped that bad habit right then and there, <laughs> but uh you yeah, know and, and it was was that that um, prompted me but um yeah, no, it's fun because it's come full circle. He's, uh, my son's into coaching now. But he still remembers some of the coaching faux pas I uh, I had. And uh, like when I uh, got mad because, well, I was talking to the team one time. And uh, somebody was being a little noisy, having their own little conversation. And I stopped and I said, who's talking? And... A couple kids raised their hands, so I just took the baseball I had in my hand and I threw it as far as I could. And I said, "Go chase it." <laughs> and so they ran. And uh, and I said, "When you're done chasing it, I said, go go around the school, take a lap around the school, because I think we're at Arlington Elementary." And so that happened. The two kids did it, and only you know one came back. But I was busy. Here, halfway through the practice, here one of the kids was still running around the school. <laughs> <laughs> I get reminded of that all the time too. So, and it was one of the nicest kids you, you're ever going to meet in the world. And uh, so, anyway, that's that's my story about my my coaching uh, prowess, if you will. Very but nice. Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line is open for you with questions, comments, suggestions uh, regarding local sports. This morning, we're going to be talking with John Nolan, play-by-play voice of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, as uh, the weekly. Tin Caps chat continues. Uh, Mr. Nutter is away on a little bit of a family vacation. So uh, John Nolan, pinch hitting from the right side today. And uh, going to step in here after the break, and uh, we'll talk some Tin Caps baseball with him. And, uh, in fact, uh, I want to ask him about uh, the umpiring last night because a former local product uh, who... Went to the Wendelstead umpiring school as a youngster and uh, just out of high school and ended up uh, getting as far as double A in uh, professional baseball before he hung up the chest protector and uh, and such, uh, Jeff Spizak was uh, behind the plate last night and he uh, he worked the game on Thursday as well. I want to check with John and see how how Mr. Spizak did if uh, if he impacted the game or anything. The Tin caps lose, by the way. Uh, in 10 innings. And um, the uh, the second half of the season is now officially underway. So once again, 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line. Uh, you've been busy this week. A lot of seven on seven still going on.
2: Yeah, Wednesday we did the uh, annual Summit City Shootout, OPS Summit City Shootout out at Carroll High School. So that was 15 high school teams out there competing large school and small school divisions. And... OPS has our national championship for three of our teams coming up next weekend in Chicago, and then I'll wrap up that season. So, you know, I look at at Wednesday's event, the uh, Summer City Studio, kind of the unofficial kickoff for me to really start prepping for for the fall season because you can finally, at least in one location, see over a dozen teams and really start to get an idea of what some of these teams have and exactly what happened on Wednesday.
1: Well, I was gonna ask you, is the summer seven on seven historically indicative of let's say how a team will perform uh during the upcoming season, the the high school football season? Because I'm if I'm not mistaken, South Adams won the small school, didn't they? They did, yeah. And and of course, obviously we know uh the the, the talents and the prowess of South Adams and the Starfires. But, uh, you know, is is that an indication sometimes? Or do you see somebody that's, uh, that's just head and shoulders above the rest?
2: Right. I think you can see the potential on Wednesday. I don't think you can take any really concrete, you know, information out of Wednesday. Because, you know, you don't have linemen. You and don't that, have line you know, play, right. huge, obviously. You know, but Northside, you know, they win it for the second straight year. Last year they win the, the Summit City shootout, and then they end up getting two wins in the regular season. So, mm-hmm. You know it's not indicative of what's going to happen in the fall but you can at least get an idea of what teams have in terms of their skill positions and really to be honest where teams act collectively and you know are they a team of individuals are they a collective team are they playing together at this point because if they're doing it now they're definitely going to be able to build on that going into august so you can figure out a, um a lot of information out of those things but does not guarantee success in the fall, that's for sure. Now, if somebody's listening, it, do you
1: you accept spectators just coming yeah. out and, yeah. and, and uh, observing? How can they find out when the next
2: session or event is going to be taking sure. place? Sure, optimumperformanceports.com. Check it out. Go to uh, the football drop down uh, under uh, sports training and uh, plenty of information there for OPS 7 on 7. And uh, training for elementary, middle, high school, college players of uh, of all positions. So find it there. Optimumperformancesports.com.
1: Do you think? I don't. With well, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, okay. In your observations, when, if ever, will football eclipse basketball as the states?
2: favorite sport i believe it has in certain areas of the state i think in the metropolitan areas especially i would say football's bigger in fort wayne i would say football's bigger in indianapolis and the surrounding area in marion county i think when you get into the rural areas particularly the lower class uh, programs that don't necessarily have football especially in southern indiana you look at the bar reeves and those kind of teams that are so, so good at 1A basketball that don't Mm -hmm. have football. And I think that's part of the reason why they're so good is those kids are not focusing on on football uh, in the fall. So they can really gear up for the winter. So I think different pockets in the state of Indiana, football is bigger. I think historically people want to basketball has always been huge in this state yes it's not as huge as it used to be and i think everybody can admit that now as football surpassed it across the state not yet definitely trending in that direction though i don't know if it ever happens completely but they've considerably closed the gap in the last you know 15 20 years
1: four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line wayne if you think uh, football has eclipsed basketball at this point and uh you know are you going to use class basketball as an argument? And that's very—it's a very valid point. Uh, everybody has their opinions as regarding that, but um, should be—it's uh, uh, yeah, always an interesting topic because high school sports around the the state of Indiana are uh, followed, and there is a passion. Uh, there's an alumni passion often. For uh, many of these schools with historic programs, and uh, it's always uh, fun to talk and debate high school sports and you have uh, the ability um, much more than other states, I think as well that the state of Indiana has embraced high school sports over the years, so uh, it's it's always a hot topic uh, once again, four six eight six two automotive color and supplied text line. Also, uh, we were talking about uh, John Nolan joining us, and he'll join us, by the way, after the break. And then at the bottom of the hour, we will be joined on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire and Police City County Federal Credit Union, by Fort Wayne Spacemen coach, Mr. Lincoln Kaylee Schrock. And uh, he will join us. There's a big golf outing the Spacemen are going to be putting on July 16th. And uh, we'll talk to him about that, about how you can get registered uh, for that. It's your foursome in. And it's a, it's a 2 p.m. start, it looks like. So uh, you've got time to wake up in the morning and uh, or maybe even plan another outing in the morning and then play in this one uh, in the, the afternoon. We'll talk to him about that. But we're also going to talk to him about uh, uh, well, all things Fort Wayne Spacemen, And uh, especially if you're a little bit unfamiliar with the spaceman, and uh, you know where they uh, they recruit their players, and, and what type of players come to Fort Wayne to put on the Spaceman sweater and uh, play for uh, this team, and Tier uh, hockey and junior hockey as well. So anyway, uh, stick around because uh, it's going to be a great uh, time with Kaylee Schrock, and of course uh, you may know him as Schrocky Balboa, and uh, might even you know. Delve into a little bit of his hockey. Who knows? But um, we will we will do that as well. So stay tuned for that. And before we go to break, I want to talk about my friends at Culligan. Once again, we we tell you all the time. You, do you have a water softener? Doesn't have to be a Culligan. It could be any make or model, size doesn't matter. Give Culligan a call or a twenty nine ninety five water softener inspection. Because do you know anything about water softeners? Do you know if it's even working? You put salt in it, it takes some salt, you think it did. I guess that shows that it's working. But is it really? Is it working up to the standards that you needed to based on your water? Well, they'll come out. They'll make uh, some, some routine tests to determine. They'll check the, the gauges. They'll check the settings. They'll check uh, your connections and make sure everything is running smooth if it is, hey, they'll tell you. If it's not, they'll make a suggestion or two, perhaps. But $29.95, that's a, a small price for a lot of peace of mind. Call Culligan today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Line at the wise insurance agency dot joins us do you think the live tour has the legs to last i don't know how to answer that question because they've played one golf tournament so far i don't think the tour needed to get in bed with them and say hey listen let's have to cross ancient events or anything like that there's players talking about other players choices of career
3: could you imagine asking tom brady if you feel respect russell wilson for leaving the dayhawks and going to the broncos he would look at you like why are you even asking me about what he's choosing to do
0: listen every weekday at four on fort wayne sports station you've seen the cute insurance commercials on TV. A bird wearing shades, a guy with a catchy name and a colorful shirt and tan pants, or a silly staff that favors all white clothing. But do you really believe that companies spending millions and millions of dollars on clever TV commercials actually provide what you need most, an insurance policy without tricky loopholes, escape language, or gaps? No one wants a surprise when it comes to filing an insurance claim. And that's why Hoopy Insurance Services is a trusted advocate when it comes to coverage of what's important to you. As an independent agency, they work with multiple companies to find the policy perfect Tailored to your specific situation for your home and autos. If you have or are in the process of buying a new home, the process is stressful enough. So, contact Matt and the Hoopy Insurance team now to get a free review and consultation of your insurance needs. They'll find the right policy and make sure you have the coverage you need so there's no surprises later on. Service is the Hoopy Insurance Difference. Hoopy, H U P E Insurance Services, a Fort Wayne company serving the Fort Wayne area now for 40 years.
4: I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've used any of these excuses, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or even death. But if that's not enough to convince you, consider this. Not buckling up could also cost you lots of money. Law enforcement are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day
1: or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.
0: Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday morning june 25th 2022 along with Jay, justin kenny you're Justin Jay? this morning
2: well you know. you know i didn't have time to get the intro or the outro music coming in from the bumper so uh we i was, I was getting john we were all discombobulated coming back from the break nobody was ready that's right bill anyway
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> producer co-host justin kenny i'm jim shovel thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock and uh we are going to go right to the talk and sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union because on that talk and sports phone line is Fort Wayne Tincap's play-by-play voice, Mr. John Nolan, pinch-hitting for Mike Nutter this morning. John, good morning, sir.
4: Good morning, Brett. <coughs> oh, I mean, oh, you too, you are afflicted with it as well. <laughs> yes. yes, you're right. Pinch-hitting from the right side. My My baseball career was short-lived. Wish I was left-handed. But uh, uh-huh. yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the chance to join you this morning.
1: Well, it's it's always good talking with you as well, and uh, and from your seat and your perspective on the game, and, and what you've uh, seen through those eyes, and in calling that and bringing that to life for those uh, that can't make it to the game and some that are uh, at the game and listening as well. So, I mean, uh, we we appreciate your efforts, your work, and uh, it's just got to be a lot of fun thinking that this is my job, you know, and as you look out over the landscape uh, of, let's say, a Parkview Field and maybe some of the other um, diamonds uh, that uh, are are so beautiful across the Midwest. So, anyway, uh, uh, big game last night at Parkview Field, Uh, the start of the second half. And uh, the Tin Caps went at it. And b- by the way, before, I guess before we get started, how was the umpiring last night? And I ask this because I even, uh, after seeing you uh, around the lunch hour and, and then later on, I got a text from a, a, a gentleman who was going to be doing the plate that night mm-hmm. and want to know, hey, he said, you know, either come on out, and if you come on out, uh, come to the umpire's room and let's let's catch up a little bit. But uh, how did Mr. Spizak do?
4: Yeah, Jeff Spizak, a Fort Wayne native, I know a little bit ironically, he attended both Homestead and Carroll, the ri- rival high schools, but back in the day, his family moved, and so... Jeff, a uh, guy who I know got his start umpiring in uh, Fort Wayne's adult men's league, but yes. uh, from there he uh, took off and went soaring all the way up to Double uh, A, and you know, frankly, probably was on the track to becoming a major league umpire. He was in line to to take the next step to Triple A back around 2006, when unfortunately the, the bump in the road was the fact that there was actually a strike among minor league baseball umpires. Uh, maybe really didn't have uh, probably the, the fair uh, compensation for the, the hard work, that the really hard work that they put in. So uh, back then at that point, around 2006, instead of moving on to AAA and there be right on the doorstep of the majors as an umpire, uh, Jeff decided to, uh, to pivot, and he's still an umpire to this day, obviously, and works high-level college baseball. Uh, he's living in the, the Dayton, Ohio area, and so he's working Big 12 games. I mean, that's arguably the second best, maybe some years even the best conference in the entire country when it comes to college baseball. They're represented this year with Oklahoma in the College World Series uh, championship. And on top of that, you know, the American Athletic Conference and uh, some Big 10. In any case, uh, he was filling in this weekend or the last couple of nights at least at Parkview Field. Because this is the time of the year where, you know, not only uh, are you taking a vacation if, you know, you work uh, as a mechanic or as an accountant, but I think umpires, they, thanks to those who uh, maybe had the strength 15 or so years ago, they've got they've got uh, the opportunity to, to take some time here or there, and so you wind up with minor league umpires substituting at the major league level, and then there is a trickle down So the guy who had worked the first couple of games. Of this series, he was moving up to double-A for uh, the weekend. And anyway, Jeff was working. And, uh, Jim, i got to tell you, I was uh, caught off guard when I saw him uh, a couple nights ago and introduced myself. And he asked me, who's doing PA? And I'm thinking, okay, Spizak is... S-P-I-S-A-K. Yeah, it probably (laughs) is a little bit of a a tough name to pronounce, so I'm glad that he wants to make sure we get the PA guy looped in on how to say it right. But then uh, I I figured out that uh, Jeff uh, was asking since he grew up here, and he's uh, friends with you and obviously remembers uh, your days of being behind the the mic for lots of Wizards games and and even uh, at Parkview Field, too, so. You know, he was a little bit bummed that uh, you weren't going to be working since I know you played a hand, really, in starting his uh, umpiring career, correct?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, He uh, his first gig was the Fort Wayne Men's Senior Baseball League, and I'll tell you what, uh, uh, he started, it was probably mid-90s because I became president uh, by that time. Uh, Dan Esch t- took the first four years or so, and then I, I succeeded. Dan is president, and uh, every time anyone would be, ejected from one of our games they had to sit a game and pay a $25 fine and uh, there was a report written you know to see maybe severity these are all minimums of course so minimum one game suspension so uh, it it appeared that every single sunday and he worked them all that he would stop by my house after the games probably you know close to 6:37 uh, o'clock with another report he'd hand deliver them And it got to the point where he was at our house so many Sunday evenings, my wife would set an extra plate for him at the (laughs) dinner table on Sunday, and Jeff would sit down and eat dinner with us. So, you know, it just, you know, thank God for unruly people, I guess. You know, he can have a little uh, breaking of bread and everything like that. But, no, he he was very good uh he was very flattering to me when i pitched uh the black of the plate uh on the outside part would uh, expand sometimes and uh, that was fine with me uh except when i was hitting you know so uh i wanted that black to be a pencil thin line but uh you know hey it is what it is and uh, uh but it's good to see him back in in doing uh, this because that was one of his passions and uh and i'm glad to hear that he's back uh, umpiring high level collegiate baseball as well so uh and once again a a crazy game last night john tell us a little bit about it
4: yeah and so uh he was there a couple nights ago and the Tim caps closed out the first half of the season thursday with a three nothing victory and i know this is pretty peculiar it's the first time that this has occurred but over these last couple of years um somewhat affected by the pandemic also somewhat affected by major league baseball controlling the operations of the minors this is the first this year with 10 caps playing a 132 game schedule so the season divided into two halves 66 and 66 it used to be that the first half of the season would wrap up on father's day and then there was a mid-season break but this year uh the 10 caps will actually have their break coinciding with the major league baseball all-star break which is next month and so that's Almost like two thirds of the way through the season. And anyway, odd, but Tim Capps playing the Dodgers affiliated Great Lakes Loons from uh, mid Michigan here this week. Thursday was the end of the first half of the season. That was a 3 0. Tim Capps win looked really good all around. And then yesterday, the records reset to 0 and 0. So the Caps missed out on clinching a playoff spot based off the first half. But, you know, the, the charm here of. Uh, Single A, High A baseballs that now they've got a shot here in the second half to uh, to get back into the postseason. And last night, I think it was probably the most dramatic game of the, the season yet at Parkview Field. Caps were struggling offensively, only had two hits through the first seven innings. Uh, found themselves all of a sudden down five nothing after uh, Great Lakes. They've got the number two home run hitter in the league, so he had a two run homer in the top of the eighth inning. It's five nothing. They're down and actually didn't get any hits in the eighth inning either, but this was pretty wild in its own right. Scored three runs thanks to drawing four walks, and then there were three wild pitches with a runner at third base. Um, And so I will say, I think Jeff was very consistent with his strength zone last night. Um, It was one of the higher walk uh, total games of the season for the 10-caps, but when you look at at who both teams used pitching-wise, there were guys who uh, have had some, you know, as – can be the nature here at the at the high A level guys who have had some control issues. So uh, sure enough, that showed, and I think he certainly was consistent. So didn't really see uh, didn't see griping from either side. Probably less than usual, I think, because he's someone who's more seasoned than typically you have with the umpires here, generally in their 20s. Um, and no knock on any of the guys who usually work the games here, because. Yeah, just like the players and the coaches they truly are on their way to the major leagues every year i look in whether it's the major league all-star game or even the world series i looked at the resumes of the umpires working in those showcases and there's always two umpires at least who had previously worked uh, in the midwest league and then those who didn't work in the midwest league they just worked in the the, uh, equivalent of the south atlantic league or the northwest league but in any case, 10-caps all of a sudden, thanks to uh, the erraticness of the Great Lakes pitchers in the eighth inning, they were back in the game with uh, three runs in the eighth to be down five to three, top of the ninth inning. First off, right fielder Augustine Ruiz made probably the defensive play of the year for the 10-caps. The One out, runner at first, ball hit towards the warning track in right field. Augustine goes back. He makes a diving catch. The runner from first wasn't anticipated at uh was not anticipating that the ball would be caught, so he was all the way at second. So Ruiz from his backside quickly pops up, throws just a laser beam right to first. It's a double play, so that got the crowd in a frenzy, and the Tim caps kept the foot on the gas. In the bottom of the ninth inning, and the top prospect, center fielder Robert Hassel third, he has uh, you know, lived up to the prospect status. He has risen to the occasion and big moments. He's been clutch, so he came through with a game-tying, two-run single to score Leadoff off guy, Corey Rozier, who's probably – he might be the only guy in the league faster than Robert And So he uh, he's raked havoc on the bases all season, and he scored from second on a ball that was hits a shallow left, and their left fielder had a, as good of a throw as you could probably ask for right to the plate But Rozier, uh, just simply quicker. So he scores to tie it. Parkview Field, close to a sellout last night, more than 6,400 fans. It was a pretty electric environment. But, man, the, the entire Dodgers organization, top to bottom, they, they really are uh, first class, and they've got a relentless team in their own right. So They had a short memory. They uh, came back. They uh, put up five runs in the top of the 10th inning you know, a couple of C&I singles. But next thing you know, uh, they took a commanding lead, and Tim Caps got one in the bottom of the 10th but uh, fell 10-6. to 6. So trying to get back to it in the win column tonight at Parkview Field. As far as the baseball side of things go, the two caps have a guy who I think has established himself as the ace. uh, Now left-handed pitcher, Robert Gasser Mm -hmm. He is arguably the top pitching prospect in the Padres organization right now. 23 year old lefty. You maybe saw him pitch earlier this season. You might not recognize him for, for a couple of reasons. For one, he he previously had brown hair down to his shoulders, but he wasn't pitching his best. And you know how superstitious baseball (laughs) guys are. So, he uh, shed the locks earlier this month, and, uh, oh, and it, I think there's the old uh, Old Testament story about Samson. Didn't he cut his hair and lose his strength? But it's been the opposite inning, and a couple starts uh, prior to that, he had 11 strikeouts, and so I think there's a good chance this might be his swan song at Parkview Field because he's earning his way to a promotion to Double A like San Antonio. In the san diego system so uh good chance to come out and see uh, a guy who scouts project to be a major league talent and then on top of that post-game fireworks tonight courtesy of the hoosier lottery and promotionally a first dueling pianos yes be, you uh, you mentioned that last Martin week yeah. Game.
1: yeah yeah that should be very interesting i'm uh I'm very intrigued by that. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes as well. And, of course, then uh, after the uh, league-wide day off Monday, then the uh, tin caps hit the road for uh, a six-game series. So uh, it should be a lot of fun out of Parkview Field tonight with fireworks and then a 1 o'clock start tomorrow um, to finish out the series with the Loons. And uh, just to kind of shift gears just a little bit, John, you know, we talked, uh, Justin and I, this morning about – high school sports and you do a lot of broadcast for high school sports as well around this this area and you've been around here long enough to see do you think the popularity in football has eclipsed high school basketball
4: uh yes and jim one quick last note uh with the chin caps just uh, you mentioned tomorrow the 105 game just want to make sure everyone's aware that that's military appreciation day uh-huh. and we most of all, we thank everyone who's served and has served um, in our nation's military. And so there have been complimentary tickets available for uh, not only active duty, but veterans and their families. And that's uh, been underwritten by the Tin Caps uh, Parent Club, the Padres, plus Omnisource Steel Dynamics. Uh, so thanks to everyone for that. team will be wearing some special red, white, and blue uniforms. They'll also wear those on the 4th of July, and they'll be auctioned off to benefit Honor Flight, which is uh, such an amazing organization here, nonprofit-wise, and, uh, yeah, in case, hopefully hopefully everyone makes it to the game tomorrow, but in case you're not and you're, you're around downtown or the south side and you see the May 10 Thunderbolts flying over, uh, that will be coming from the 122nd Fighter Wing as a special pregame um, flyover, which is, you know, always awe-inspiring, so. Very nice. Something to look forward to, but, yeah, thanks for, uh, you know, bringing that up. I thought it was an interesting conversation you and Justin were having, and, you know, I, I started with the 10 in 2013. So shoot been here about a decade now, but I grew up in New Jersey. And so just to share my perspective, I mean, I think the the coverage of high school sports here is amazing. And just to compare from uh, being in the New York city market where there are so many professional teams, because you got at least two uh, of teams of, and the big four sports. So, you know, just to, point this out rutgers in the big ten and granted rutgers they've come on here of late but obviously historically not as good as iu but nevertheless now a big ten team like rutgers has a tough time having their highlights ever make it onto the local sports you know, during a newscast ever make it onto uh, the local sports block compared to here you know it's amazing i mean you know women uh, girls volleyball players every sport you know treated like rock stars uh, Kudos to those like yourself, part of the Friday night high school coverage here on 13th of the fan, 100.9 FM. You know, Justin, um, amazing work with whether OPS or outside the huddle. Um, and I know Blake Sebring had a column. They kind of talked about this a few years ago. thinking think in the new Sentinel with uh, kind of talking about the popularity of, of basketball here because everyone from outside the state certainly considers Indiana to be – you know, Hoosiers basketball country. Mm-hmm. I think from my perspective, it does seem like football probably is the, uh, the bigger draw here. And, um, and great. I mean, I love covering high school football and, and seeing the, the passion that everyone has at the same time as someone who, uh, like yourself, you know, is an advocate for the Maddie and for Purdue, Fort Wayne, and even for, you know, good high school games. Sometimes I wish the, uh, the gyms and the, the Coliseum were more full, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think I just figure it's somewhat, too, the, the national trend in football has just become really, and even when you throw in baseball in the, in the mix, I mean, football has become essentially the country's real national uh, sport here at this point. Fandom back that up when you look at TV ratings and just jersey sales, everything. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just kind of the, the truth that football is bigger than basketball, though obviously i think indiana is just just a, a crazy good sports state and fort wayne a crazy good sports city uh in the first place and so not this is it's not like a slight on basketball but just sort of reality right
1: yes indeed yeah well john thank you so much for joining us and uh we'll be uh tuned in if we can't make it out of the ballpark but if you can make it out of the ballpark we got a 635 start tonight and fireworks and tickets are still available so uh on out there, but if not, hey, John Nolan will have the description for you. John, thank you so much, my friend.
4: Thank you so much for uh, for the chance to join you. I know uh, Nutter's looking forward to uh, to being back here in his regular spot uh, next week, and then I will say real quick, lastly, speaking of basketball, I'm really excited about what the Pacers did uh, in their draft, and you know, looking at it from the Mad Ants perspective. Well, the number six overall pick, Benedict Matherin, you know, you figure he's going to be arguably starting for the Pacers from opening night, but Mm -hmm. Andrew Nemhard, Gonzaga point guard drafted early second round. And then one of the youngest players taken in the draft out of Baylor, Kendall Brown, taken in the second round, you know, fingers crossed. I'm hoping those are guys that we're going to see playing at the Coliseum with the Mad Ants uh, at least at times this year. So, uh... Very much enjoying the uh, the heart of the baseball season now, yeah, but always looking uh, looking ahead too. So thanks, guys. Talk soon.
1: All right. Thanks, John. Yes, indeed. The yeah, the Pacers. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, which ones will who way exhibit tens things like that that'll uh, join the Madants this this coming season. You know, and he, he mentioned the ESPN coverage of high school football too. And you know, Brett. Rump is obviously uh, out front and center as the, uh, the the broadcast play-by-play guy and everything. But if people knew what that dude does behind the scenes, uh, selling, uh, making sure that uh, there's enough sponsorship to get uh, these games and these pregame shows and postgame shows on the air so you get more high school football information and, and coach interviews and, and perspectives and such. And... uh uh, the, he busts his tail and uh and make sure and he's he's one of those guys that uh, if it's gonna if you're gonna air it it better sound good and it better sound clear and it better uh, not to be tough for the listener to listen so uh, uh that's that's always something that uh, i'm pretty proud of uh, being on that team that uh, that puts together that football broadcast every friday night so with that we're gonna go ahead and take a break and when we come back we're going to be talking to Kaylee Schrock, head coach of the Fort Wayne Spacemen. We're going to talk to him uh, about a, a ton of different things. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. For a beautiful look that protects and stays clean, choose Dutch Boy from Menards. Now all 11% off. Get quality products with smart technology like mildew-resistant coating, stain shield, and dirt-resistant paint and primer in the award-winning Dutch Boy twist and pour containers. Get 11% off everything, including the full line of Dutch Boy paints. Now at Menards. Good through June 26th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. The Fort Wayne Tincaps scored twice in the bottom of the ninth inning on Friday night to tie Great Lakes at 5-5, but the Loons scored five runs in the top of the 10th, ultimately defeating Fort Wayne 10-6 in Game 4 of a six-game series. Game 5 of the series is on Saturday night, first pitch at 6:35. The group Dueling Pianos will perform here at Parkview Field, and there'll be post-game fireworks as well. If you can't make it to the game in person, join us for the broadcast starting at 6:15 right here in 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Every search you
0: make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push
1: of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
2: Now back to
0: Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you'd like to ask a question, have a comment, opinion, suggestion, rant, etc., do so via the Automotive Color and Supply. Text line at 46862. 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. And and especially if you've got a question for, well, Mr. Kaylee Schrock. Head coach of the Fort Wayne Spaceman, legendary Fort Wayne Comet, because he is on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union. Kaylee Schrock, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are we doing today? Oh, we are outstanding. Well, whenever I get out of bed, it's it's a good day. So it's as you well know, it's you know, sun's going to be shining. Uh, We're going to be. I'm sure there's baseball somewhere. So you know, it's 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 a good day. But let's let's talk hockey. Let's talk Fort Wayne Spacemen. Right off the bat, let's talk about this golf outing that the Spacemen are going to be hosting uh, on July 16th.
3: Yeah, it's uh, we got a uh, it's our second annual golf outing. Last year we had uh, over um, 18 uh, teams, which was great. We do it out at Eagle Glen. Um, you know, it's uh, 320 bucks a team. There's a uh, whole sponsorship opportunities. And, uh, you know, you can sign up by emailing fwspaceman at gmail.com. And uh, it's just a great event. It, it, it's, um, you know, it's fun to get the hockey community out there. And then obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to keep the cost down for um, our players. It's a, it's a pay-to-play league. So the more we can, you know, fundraise, uh, the, the more we can uh, help, help our players as they sign contracts to come play for us.
1: Okay, and, and let's, let's talk, and we'll, we'll come back to the golf outing once again and, and uh, let people know how they can register and how they can uh, sponsor holes, et cetera. But uh, talk a little bit about the type of player that, that you coach on the Spacemen in, uh, in the USPHL, uh, which, which is a premier junior tier hockey team.
3: Yeah, their uh, they're players are either looking to play at a higher level of junior hockey or, you know, typically looking to um, go to college. So they're using junior hockey as a platform um, to, to make it to the next level. And, you know, hockey um, around the country is very unique in that, um, you know, most high schools, especially in Indiana, um are they're club sports right Mm -hmm. so they're they're not identified as like a real sport they don't get support from the the school and so you know it makes it really hard to get recruited playing um club hockey in in indiana and in most places like i said in the country other than probably you know uh, minnesota is obviously a hot spot and there are some some schools out east michigan a little bit but um you know, a a lot of these hockey players play two years of juniors and then they go to school um, and they're a 20 year old freshman, which the colleges love because Mm -hmm. obviously you're more physically mature, mentally mature. Um, You live, you've lived with a a host family in most cases, unless you're a local junior player. So that experience of moving away from your family, living with a new family is, you know, it's um, you you learn a lot from that. And so that's, that's kind of uh, in a nutshell what the junior landscape is like. It's a little different world to be a hockey player.
1: And so you're recruiting. I mean, you've got players from all over, and you talked about host families, and that's uh, the, that that happens in Fort Wayne as well. Because the the players on the Spaceman roster aren't local talent. I mean, I, I'm sure that you know sprinkled in there could be, but but you you recruit from all over the place and uh and and talk a little bit about when a player will will sign i mean do you have to get schooling for them and of course with with e-learning and things like that i'm sure it's a little bit easier but but what are some of the logistical things that have to happen when you sign a player
3: yeah so you know first i have to you know we send them a contract and they they obviously most in most cases look it over with their their parents and um then there's some logistics as far as you know because we do we if we get kids from australia we've had kids from latvia uh i had in the last two years i've had six french canadians living at my house my wife's probably ready to divorce me um but you know there you know there are some dynamics like you got to make sure that when you're talking to these kids that you're putting them with a family that you feel they would uh would be a good fit um vehicles are always an issue obviously Got a kid, fuck one of my neighbors, and to be a, a host family. But we needed somebody else on the street to have a vehicle, right? Because he, he, he can't drive his car over. So, um, you know, I, then I talked my sister into hosting a kid. And he, he was from California, but he had a vehicle. So he was able to haul them, you know, back and forth. So, yeah, I mean, a lot goes into it. But um, it's a really cool experience. I always love the first time we get the team together because a lot of work goes in in the off season of, you know, recruiting and and then obviously trying to find a place for all these kids to stay. And then when you bring them all together and you see, I mean, it, I mean, it finally does feel like a a true junior hockey team in Fort Wayne, which is is so cool to see kids from all over the world and just the, the experiences they can share together. And by the end of the year, everybody's crying in the dressing room when it's over, um, you know, because of the bonds they've made uh, with their teammates and their, you know, and their host families.
1: Well, and and I know the sport of hockey uh, is a fraternal sport, much like, and, and of course, I, I play baseball. You know that. Uh, I played baseball a long time, and that's a fraternity as well. But I, I think the the only parallels would be baseball and hockey, that, that if you play with someone and, and, or in a locker room with, with somebody, it just could be one season you can make a lifelong friend out of that person the same way you could, uh, let's say through the, through the baseball dugouts and clubhouses as well.
3: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, No no doubt about it. And what I've even learned from the coaching side, Jim, is that like I I still uh, get to have great relationships with players that I I coached three years ago, you Mm -hmm. you know, and which is, which is so much fun and and to, to follow them and see how they're doing and, and um in school and seeing where they end up i mean we had a kid uh during the covid season come down from the quebec major junior league which is like yipes <laughs> yeah i mean it's like I mean, it, was, it was wild because all the all the canadian um kids you know the canadian leagues are shutting down so uh, there's an influx of players going down to the u.s and i mean this kid was playing in the echl uh last year i i uh I, I tried to get them a, a trial with the comets they were they, they were out that was the year they won you know so they were their roster was jam-packed but mm-hmm. um kids playing in the ECHL, which i mean but it's but it's so cool to to, to be a part of that and, and and help these kids try to get to the next level and um use use the hockey connections because i'm sure like baseball it's a, a small world right and uh Like, guys you play with, uh, former teammates are all over the country now coaching and recruiting or scouting or advising. So, yeah, you use those connections, and you got old teammates that really want to help you out. So...
1: It's, yeah that, that seems like it's a network then too and, and I know the comments have used uh, this network is in their 71 years now uh in knowing who to call when they're looking for a certain player uh or someone that'll that'll, that'll fit a role and in these things along those lines I'm sure that you build up a network and uh you know as as everyone else in the organization Todd on down you know as he has done that too so it's uh it you know it's Probably uh, uh, fun to recruit and see what kind of team you can build uh, from year to year. Tell tell those that are unfamiliar as well uh, when the season, what's, what months the season encompasses, where you play, and, uh, and, and how to get involved.
3: Yeah, so we play in the uh, Midwest East Division, which uh, there's teams in our division. I think we got three teams in our division from, like, Michigan, uh you know, but we play. Uh, we, you know, we stick relatively close unless we have a showcase. It's a 44 game season, so we'll play teams like Toledo, Cincy. I think our furthest trip inside of our um, divisions, Decatur, um, Illinois. But uh, there's Chicago we play, which they're going to have uh, another team this year. And Battle Creek is putting a team in, so it's nice for you know traveling. We really don't. Uh, have to travel too far. We, we do a showcase in Boston typically, and then there's like one in Detroit and one in Chicago. So uh, the showcases are where like um, uh, a couple divisions are even some, in some cases, half the league will meet at a location. It's great for coaches and scouts that can go and they can, they can see, you know, 20 teams play opposed to just watching a one game. So Um, it's a great opportunity and the nationals is in is in boston every year typically the season will start in um, late september is typically your first game mid to late september and then nationals is usually um, ends the middle of march so um, yeah i mean and, and it seems like such a long season but i tell you what it flies flies by every year
1: oh i can imagine We're talking this morning with Lincoln Kaylee Schrock, head coach of the Fort Wayne Spacemen. And uh, they've got a golf outing coming up July 16th. And uh, it's a 2 o'clock start, which is nice. because you don't have to get out of bed all bleary. I mean, probably uh, the, the, the bill for coffee is not going to be as much as what it would be for, you know, an earlier start. But uh, uh, $320 per team, door prizes, uh, top three teams get uh, get prizes. Whole sponsorships are just $200. Uh, sign up, F W Spacemen at gmail.com is where you can go and get the registration process started and it's going to take place at the Eagle Glen Golf Club so uh, with with that out of the way there let's uh, let, let's talk Kaylee Schrock did you play any other sports in high school at Snyder High School other than hockey
3: I actually did not I did not I uh... I don't know if you're trying to get this to go in a certain direction, but I, I you know, I played baseball in college, but I actually, I could never, uh, I could never try out for Snyder's baseball team because our, our, um, we we had a silver stick tournament, which is like, uh, it's like your regional tournament to try to go to nationals mm-hmm. for, you know, in, in youth hockey, and it was always in February and it was always right on tryout, so I, you know, didn't do it the first two years, and by that time, I figured, heck, like. You know, I'm, I'm probably too far out of, out of the loop to, to play. But I always, you know, played summer ball with most of those guys, obviously, when school ended.
1: Well, in as far as do many hockey players, because of the scheduling and because of the, the opportunity for basically being evaluated for the next level and everything, do many of the hockey players just specialize in hockey and, and not play other sports? You know,
3: a lot of hockey players actually golf, um, but I have run into a few that, um, a lot do play baseball because they, you know, typically, you know, it's opposite, opposite seasons, but, um, just for me, whatever that the tryouts were on a, uh, on a certain date mm-hmm. where I, I couldn't go, but there's quite a few hockey guys that most of the guys that, you know, make it to a high level i would say in hockey and in most sports are multi-sport um athletes but there are a lot of hockey players that are great golfers Um, i'm not i'm not one of them so don't add me to that list
1: (laughs) Why? well you know i I remember god back when I played high school sports and high school baseball especially some of the best baseball players were also hockey players just from you know from the elbow down to the tips of their fingers the hand eye and the wrist strength and forearm strength uh, from shooting a puck and in the same thing you know as snapping the wrist rolling the wrist over for baseball uh, regardless i mean uh, Richie Primo was uh, probably one of the best second baseman i ever saw uh son of reg primo and then uh Kerwin short was another one who played the outfield but he was uh quite a hitter but he was also an accomplished hockey player brian thornson's another and i'm probably missing others but uh it was interesting to you know when when they would play baseball it's like jeez man they were uh uh they were able to hit the ball and in their hands were like lightning all, all the time. So, but that, uh, that transcends itself, you know, into, uh, into hockey. But uh, yeah, I, I was kind of wondering if you'd ever uh, otherwise played some high school baseball because I, I've seen you play a time or two, and uh, you know, just, just kind of. I'm on a
3: hiatus right now. I, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss tomorrow too, uh, because we're in this big battle of the Fort hockey tournament. So make sure you tell the boys. I apologize, but after this, I should be back ready to go for the rest of the year it's so much fun honestly Jim playing with you guys and I'm so thankful that uh Mossy and you guys accepted me on that team because like you said now I now I got you know uh more more great friends and it's just such a blast uh you know obviously uh chirping a little bit with each other <laughs> making fun of each other in the dugout um along with going out there and, and playing double headers every Sunday it's a blast
1: oh yeah and dodging blooms helmets you know things like that <laughs> you know <laughs> He's going to kill me. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, and in fact, uh, tomorrow I'm probably going to come out and uh, announce my retirement, so uh, after 30 years. But uh, got a what? little... Yeah, yeah, I got... So uh, this is the last year for oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm having hip replacement surgery in three weeks, so... Uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so...
3: Well, but you, you've also said, Jim, that you... Oh, we're going to retire years ago a, a little birdie told me and you're still at it and you still hit the ball well and uh so i think if there's one guy that can come back from that hey it's jim it's jim Shovelin. so I, I wouldn't you know I, I could see like a brett Favre saying here where maybe you retire for a year but then you, then you come back and shock the world it's, it's,
1: but I'd come In back the to the same team at least yeah uh well I I don't know man I, I just uh uh you know have you seen me run lately I don't oh my goodness or, or what it, what it looks like I'm running because uh uh uh-uh. but anyway well I don't know I, why'd you have to do that oh,
3: we're going to push you we're or this, <laughs> is the thing. this isn't this isn't going to happen we can't talk about this right now because we got to have we got to have a more serious conversation off the air this ain't this ain't happening. You got to get a team vote because uh, you're you're our you're our leader. We we need Chevy. We need Chevy. We, we we look forward to it every time we we get to the ballpark. You know, it's uh, it's such a blast having you there. So, yeah, we'll talk about it. You're gonna uh-huh. get through your hip surgery. You're gonna rehab and then you're gonna come back. You know, and DH a little bit.
1: Okay. Well, and and I will say that uh, my my favorite baseball nickname was uttered by you uh, about a year ago when you called me Chevy Otani. I. I <laughs> I appreciated that, Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, anyway, but uh, my hip is uh, on fire on a on a on a regular basis, so we'll see. But anyway, hey, you know, we'll have some fun. We'll still come out there and heckle because that's part of the game too. So,
3: no, absolutely. And and can I mention uh, one thing? Uh, I just want to make sure we had a little bit of time to talk about this. Uh, So, Braden Lewis is yes. a, a junior hockey player uh, played against us last year, but it's Adam Lewis's son, who's a former Comet. Um, uh, Braden was just diagnosed with a geoblastoma, um, w- which is a, it's an aggressive uh, form of brain cancer. And, um, you know, there if, if you go on my website, or my, my, my website, my Facebook, um, I, I've shared a link. To, there's a GoFundMe. If, if anybody's um, ever experienced cancer or has friends or family battling or um, you know has, has lost people to cancer I, I would really uh, appreciate supporting Braden he's and and I have no doubt in my mind if there's one kid that can beat it it's him he's just a, he's a warrior um, and trust me I had to coach against him but then going to this his grad party um, it's just unbelievable how, how much he's loved by his teammates There were. People from all over the place that came and showed their support so just uh you know keep him in your prayers and uh obviously the the prayers and thoughts um and support can can help him in his fight and you know uh we we all want to help him out and, and get through this with him together
1: well said Trocky. i'll tell you okay. what i will uh i will see you in the next in the coming weeks uh, at least i'll be in the dugout still chirping so at least I, you know, nothing's happened to my voice, so I'll be able to uh, to do that. I might, you know, I'll be limping, but I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there yapping.
3: Well, did you hurt your <laughs> hip recently? Cause you still, you're still taking AB this year. You look, de- you look decent, Chevy. Don't 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 undersell yourself. I dude.
1: was I was I was on anti-inflammatories like you wouldn't believe, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh um. yeah so anyway yeah it's um you know because of the fact that i mean yeah it did it hurt yeah it hurt but uh but there's something about that dugout man you know it's just like the locker room in hockey and, you know the dugout in baseball and our our dugout and the guys in there i love every single one of you guys and uh you know wanted to be part of it for a long time but uh you know I got I got grandkids that that have baseball schedules and soccer schedules and and yeah. track schedules and things like that too and uh, uh, they're gonna grow up on me if I'm not careful so uh, gotta gotta watch it or although I could bring them out to the game too couldn't I?
3: Absolutely, I think they would enjoy being in the dugout. You just gotta put uh, earmuffs on anytime they're around Bloom. So, uh, but, but absolutely, it's always fun when the the guys bring their uh, their.